Please stand. We begin this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. For I know my transgressions. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Cast me not away from your presence. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, For the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you despise nothing you have made and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create in us new and contrite hearts that lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, we may receive from you full pardon and forgiveness. 
Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading today comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 25, verses 1 through 10. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. But they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of his covenant. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with the gradual. Oh, come, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame.
very much Men's Glee. That's always been one of my most favorite Lenten songs. Uh, it is now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Uh, now is a good time to bring up your mighty mites as well, if you have them. You guys can turn around and face me. Okay. Okay. How is everybody today? Good. Good. Okay, so I have brought along a little friend today. His name is Ralphie the raccoon. Seems like a good name for a raccoon, right? Okay. Well, I was talking to Ralphie today, and you know what he told me? Ralphie, what did you tell me today? I was really sad. <laughs> Why were you sad? Well, the Bible talks about how that the kingdom of God has come. And I have no idea what that means. Oh, okay. Well, how about when I explain it to the kids here, you can listen too. How would that be? Okay, good. So, the gospel lesson today is going to be talking about the kingdom of God. Okay? And Jesus says that we should repent because the kingdom of God is near. Or more specifically, that the kingdom of God is already here. And do you know what the kingdom of God is? It's everything that we talk about. Do you remember when we confessed the Apostles' Creed? Okay, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, and in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom of God is. It is God in three persons. MJ? It is God in three persons, okay? And everything that God in three persons is doing for us, that God the Father has created us, that God the Son has saved us, and that God the Holy Spirit continues to keep us in the faith, that fancy word called sanctification. Okay, And so that's what we're going to be talking about today, is exactly what the kingdom of God is and what the kingdom continues to do for us. Does that make sense? Ralphie, does that make sense? Okay, good. Ralphie gets it. Okay, so why don't we put our hands together and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for sending your kingdom to me. We love you, Lord. Amen. You guys can go back and sit with your folks.
The epistle lesson today comes from the book of James, chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he's dragged away and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of all he created. This is the word of our Lord. Please rise as we sing the Lenten verse. To the Lord your The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the desert, and he was in the desert forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the gospel of our Lord. Our hymn of the day is number 421 in the Lutheran service book. Jesus grant that balm and healing, number 421, verses 1, 4, and 5.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is going to be taken from the gospel lesson that was just read specifically, and I have a little bit different version than you do this morning, specifically verses 14 and 15. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. If you were here on Wednesday night for Ash Wednesday, you will remember that those were the words that myself and Glenn Oberman spoke over you as we put the ashes upon your forehead. Repent and believe the gospel. And in today's text from Matthew, we discover why that phrase is so very important. Not only is it because it is in Scripture, but these are the exact words of Jesus himself to us. To repent to turn from our sinful ways and instead believe the gospel. And he gives us a reason. He gives us a reason for why we should repent and believe the gospel. Because the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Specifically in the original Greek, this text says the time is Fulfilled because the kingdom of God is here. It is before you. Specifically at this time when Jesus is explaining this to his disciples and to the people. The kingdom of God is standing before you. I am the kingdom of God. And so the question becomes, well, what exactly is the kingdom of God? We know that it is in the person of Jesus, but but we can be more specific. What is it about the person of Jesus that makes him the kingdom of God? I went to the large catechism and I discovered that this is what Luther says that the kingdom of God is. He says, what is the kingdom of God? Answer. Simply what we learned in the creed. Namely, that God sent His Son, Christ our Lord, into the world to redeem and deliver us from the power of the devil and to bring us to Himself and rule us as a King of righteousness, life, and salvation against sin, death, and an evil conscience. To this end, He also gave His Holy Spirit to teach us this through His Holy Word and to enlighten and strengthen us in faith by His power. The events of this past week with the horrific events that have happened in Florida at a high school remind me just how much that the kingdom of God is needed. Remind me just how much that exactly what the kingdom of God brings is needed. And this last event is just, as all of you know, is just one in a series of events that happen not only in our nation and our world as a whole, 
But there are things, too, that happen with us. There are things, too, that happen in our personal lives that should cause us to be reminded about how much that we need the kingdom of God in our lives. Perhaps this past week you have had a death in the family. Certainly we had the death of one of our shut-ins this, this, a week ago today. Perhaps you have gotten some really terrible news regarding your medical life. I just found out just this morning that one of our families in our church endured a fire to their house. They're all safe by the grace of the Holy Spirit, but they endured a fire in their house. We have horrific events happening where a 17-year-old kid goes into a high school and commits a horrific event. We have marriages, husbands and wives, that want to reclaim so desperately the love that they once had when they were first married. We have relationships that are broken, whether it be within family or within friendships that we have. We have things like the loss of a job. There are so many things that happen in our lives that we should be reminded each and every day about how desperately and how much that we need the kingdom of God in our lives. And so the kingdom is everything that we learn about in the Apostles' Creed, that God the Father created everything. Everything that you see, everything that we are, He created it. That God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to come as the atoning sacrifice, the payment for the world's sin. Where He was crucified, died, and was buried, and on the third day He rose again from the dead. And that God, the Holy Spirit, is the one who sanctifies us, the one who continues to keep us in this faith of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Never mistake this. The process of becoming more and more holy, which is called sanctification, is not your work. You cannot become more and more set apart for God and His purposes by yourself, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you come to church. It doesn't work like that. The only one who can sanctify you is His Spirit. And He does this through a multitude of different ways. One way is that the very fact that you are here this morning. Remember what Luther said, to this end He also gave us His Holy Spirit to teach us through His Holy Word, to enlighten and to strengthen us in faith by His power. It is in church on Sunday mornings, at least for us here, that we hear God's word being spoken, that we receive his very body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And on those very special Sundays where we witness miracles happen before our very eyes, when people, babies and children and adults are brought from the kingdom of darkness and literally brought into the kingdom of the light, the kingdom of God. 
You see, this is the first Sunday in Lent, the season in which we ponder and we meditate and we think on and we pray about and we sing about and we speak about not only Christ's passion, not only his resurrection, but to remember the fact that it was your sin and mine that put him there. And that's hard to hear. It's not easy to hear. Trust me, I don't like having to say it, but it's what I'm called to do. So here you go. Your sin and my sin put in there. Your broken relationships put in there. Your hurt marriages put him there. Death put him there. And that's a hard reality to hear, but it is the reality of our sin. It is the reality of every single Lenten season that we think about that and we remember it. Not to continually beat ourselves up. God does not want you to continually every single day beat yourself up and forget about the fact that you are forgiven because of the blood of his Son. No. But to remember the fact of how desperately, and when I mean desperately, I mean desperately, I have had in my own personal life and in the life of this church, I have had a heck of a month. It is just a reminder to me about how much that we need the kingdom of God in our lives. It is too dangerous for you to go through life alone. You need the kingdom of God in your life to do it. And so what does the kingdom of God bring? What does it do? Well, number one, in God's kingdom, Jesus showed this as he continued throughout his ministry. It brings healing. It heals. The blind were able to see, the deaf were able to hear, the mute were able to speak. Those who needed to be forgiven of their sins, it happened instantly, immediately. Sometimes by just a single word. Sometimes Jesus didn't even have to be in in the same place for him to be able to heal someone, for him to be able to forgive someone's sins. The kingdom of God comes to heal, to heal you in your relationships in your bodies, in your marriages, in your life. The second thing, the second thing is that when the kingdom of God comes, His Holy Spirit is poured out for you. Right before Jesus ascends into heaven, He breathes on His disciples and He says, Receive the Holy Spirit. And it says that they're their minds were opened, and they began to understand everything that he had been teaching them in the three years prior to that event. The Holy Spirit has been poured out upon you. And you, at, you might ask, well, Pastor Jake, how, how do you know that? Well, I know that because of this, right here. Because as baptized children of the Heavenly Father, the Holy Spirit came down from heaven and grabbed you and caught you and brought you into the kingdom of the light. 
no matter what problems or issues or concerns that you came through those doors with, remember that you are rooted in Christ. And because of that, the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, will not be able to overcome you. Why? Because the Spirit has been poured out upon you. And He promises that that will happen every single day for the rest of your life. His Spirit is being poured out in you, in your life, in your marriage, at your job, everywhere. His Spirit is being poured out upon you and in you. The next thing, the next thing about the kingdom of God is that the dead are raised. That was my biggest point when we, when we said goodbye for now to our departed brother on Thursday. His body, as all of ours will, simply gave up because of sin. Not because of a particular sin that he has committed, don't confuse that, but because of the fact that he, like you and I, was born into sin, and eventually his body was simply going to give out and die. But this was my message to his family. This was my message to our church family who was here. You will see him again. Except this time, you probably won't, when you see him, you probably won't even recognize him. Because as God's word says, we will be transformed. Our lowly bodies will be transformed just like his glorious body. This is what the blood of Christ does. I, I showed this on, on Ash Wednesday, but at, on this pyramid. This is what the blood of the Lamb does. It washes you clean and makes you whiter than snow, a dazzling white. As God's Word says, whiter than any bleach could ever possibly imagine to get you. The dead are raised and will be raised in the kingdom of God. And finally, Finally, in the kingdom of God, we know that God himself is present. Yes, even when it seems like he's not. Especially when he seems like he's not. The enemy wants you to think that God has left you. The enemy wants you to think that there is no hope, that you are absolutely at the bottom of the barrel and there is nothing that you can do to get yourself out of it. The enemy spreads that lie to you and wants you to think. And sometimes it gets so bad that, that he literally shrouds you and you can't see that you are a forgiven child of God. It happens. But you are baptized. You have called on the name of the Lord Jesus and the kingdom of God has come to you and continues to come to you each and every single day. So whenever the enemy tries to tell you that lie, you can tell him to go straight back to the place where he came from because that's where that lie comes from, is straight from the pit of hell itself. No. 
You simply tell him to get behind me, Satan, for I am a baptized child of the Heavenly Father, and you have already lost. You have already lost this battle. And if you, and if you can't see that, come find me. My office is right there. For crying out loud, I live right there. Knock on, on my door. Call me. Call any one of our Trinity Church family. For crying out loud, folks, this is what doing life together is. To remind ourselves, to remind each other that we are forgiven children of the Heavenly Father, to remind us that Christ came for all and the blood of Jesus has covered you completely and fully. There is nothing that you can do, there is no sin that you can commit that the blood of Christ has not covered. That's what the kingdom of God means. That's why Jesus says that the kingdom of God is here. Is here. The kingdom of God is there, just underneath that cloth in his body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins to remind you so that you can smell it and eat it and taste it and see it and touch it, the kingdom of God that has come for you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. We now have the great opportunity, as we do each and every Sunday, to confess the kingdom of God, not only so that ourselves can hear it, but that uh, all of us who are around us today can hear it. We, use, we do so using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time to fill out the registration slip that is on the, the tearaway portion of the back cover of your hymnal. Remember that, member, uh, uh, remember that families um, only need to fill out one slip per family. Uh, and when you are done, just tear it off and then set it along the inside aisle so the elders can pick them up after worship today. We collect our tithes and offerings.
Mission and Evangelism will be a, doing a food in gathering on Sunday, February 25th. We will have the table set up on that on Sunday, February 18th to take any cash donations. Distribution will take place the first week of March. As a reminder, the mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Trinity's children's Sunday school and adult Bible class meet at 8.45 each Sunday in the school. The men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For information concerning those studies, please contact the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. The message this week is pay attention to what you hear based on Mark chapter 4 verses 24 with the guest speaker being Dr. Dale Meyer. Our seasoned saints remembered today are Barbara Steinberg, Elda Nelson, Elmer Stellwagen, Evelyn Brock, Grace Doss, Joan Haynes, Loetta Optumbrink, Louise Hohensey, Norma Kaiser, Pearl Lampy, and Ruth Nelson. In our prayers this morning, we have several folks that we want to make sure that we remember. First, for those on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan and Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Jeannie Stoltz, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Herschel Worm, Judy Lady, and Lauren Barnes. Also for the family of Laverne Tiesel, who was given a Christian burial on Thursday. And also for the family of Bill Stelling, who passed away on February the 10th. Also, uh, we give uh, thanks to God that uh, even though that there 
uh, home ha had a fire uh, that Becky and Nadine uh, wished to thank the firefighters who were there to help them and give thanks to God that everyone is safe. We also uh, celebrate with those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week, especially for Bob and Linda Yelenek, who will celebrate 50 years of marriage on February the 24th. With that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you that we, as your children, have the gift of the kingdom of God. That in that kingdom, Lord, that we have God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit who are always with us, who are always healing us, always pouring out the Spirit upon us. And Lord, who will one day raise us from this life and into life everlasting. Lord, we ask that when those times come, that when the enemy is attacking us or he is attacking those we love, we pray, Lord, that you would keep his fiery arrows at bay, that you would encourage us, motivate us by your Spirit to cover ourselves in prayer and to read your holy word. For, Lord, we know that those are the only defenses that, that we have. And, Lord, we give you thanks, Lord, that the kingdom of God again has come to us. And Lord, we ask that, uh, that as we go about this week and every week, that you would help us to be ever mindful of this truth. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, we lift up a special prayer for all those that we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray special, Lord, for those who are on our health list. We pray, Lord, also for the family of Laverne, for the family of Bill. Lord, we ask that you would wrap your loving arms around them and send to them an extra measure of your Holy Spirit and of your loving kindness. Lord, we also pray for all those that we know who are suffering in any way that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we pray a special prayer for all of those families who were affected by the events, the horrible events that happened in Florida during this past week. Lord, for those who are grieving, we pray that you would send to them an extra amount of your grace, mercy, and peace, and your loving kindness. Lord, we know that you work all things for good for those who love you. And we know, Lord, that even now your Holy Spirit is working in them to bring about comfort and peace during this time. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this coming week. We give you thanks especially for Bob and for Linda as they celebrate 50 years on February the 24th. We thank you, Lord, that you have brought them thus far in their marriage, and we ask that you would sustain them in, the, in this next year. Help them, Lord, to continue to remain faithful to the vows that they have made to one another as they seek to love you and as they seek to love one another more and more each and every day. Lord, in your mercy. 
Lord, we also give you thanks that uh, in the fire in their home, that uh, of the home of Becky and Nadine, that nobody was hurt. We ask, Lord, that you would wrap your loving arms around them and give to them an extra measure of your grace and mercy and peace. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, as we approach your altar this morning, where here sits the very body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord, that you have seen fit to give us the kingdom of God in your body and blood here every single week. And Lord, we ask that as we partake in this Holy Supper, that you would use it to strengthen us in our faith and uplift us, Lord, in our trust and in our belief and in our faith in you. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And together we pray the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assault of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. Our Lord 
Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first of our distribution hymns today is number 418 in the Lutheran service book. O Lord, throughout these 40 days... distribution hymn today is number 613 in the Lutheran service book to the omniscient Lord of all number 613 
next distribution hymn is number 618 in the Lutheran service book, I Come, O Savior, to Thy Table, number 618.
Our next communion hymn is number 617 in the Lutheran service book, O Lord, We Praise Thee.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith and to life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and his joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our closing hymn today is number 550 in the Lutheran service book, Lamb of God.
and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors again. We're very glad that you were here to worship with us. We pray that your time today was a blessed one. Uh, just a reminder that the LYF, Lutheran Youth Fellowship, uh, Valentine's dinner is next Sunday after church on February the 25th. If you need to sign up still, there are sheets right in the back uh, on the table uh, that is underneath the Thrivent Financial Bulletin Board. Uh, I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. Again, Wednesday night Lenten service this coming Wednesday uh, at 7 p.m. Have a very blessed week.